Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of drive radio brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it very much. Jeff from Western Montana was on with us the end of last hour, so I wanted to make sure that we uh, spent you know the proper time on this. So, Jeff, um, credit cards versus debit cards. I had mentioned during Fix-It Radio that personally I'm not a debit card guy at all. I, I just don't feel there's the same protection there that there is with a credit card. You and your bank um, – evidently have better protection than I would say most. And I'll give you a little story. So Cam, who used to be here and would help us out at different times, and she ended up moving down to Dallas. Uh, Right before she moved, her card, her debit card, was compromised. And Jeff, I will tell you this, her bank did nothing. Zilch. She lost. Really? Yep. Yep. (laughs) And that's not the only story I've ever heard. You, you, You evidently have a very unique situation with your bank and your credit card uh, or with your debit card because most are not that way well this has been over met, uh, multiple ones actually just yesterday i i'm a vice president of an hoa and i had a debit card from that account that i went out with and it fell out of my pocket someplace so i just went over to the bank and they said oh let's see if you got any transactions and they went out and checked said no okay well we'll just reissue it to you so they would have uh they would have known that the transactions were not any good, and they would have uh, just returned them. So, um, I don't know. Maybe it's living in a small town, but uh, I don't know. I guess I don't, in a dumb question on my part: Why not use a credit card and earn rewards and other things that come with them versus a debit card? Just, just asking. Uh, two reasons. First of all, I hate debt. I hate debt of any. But fine. if you pay it every uh, month, there's no debt, so that's not yeah. debt. But. Well, you, there's no interest, but you still accrued debt. I mean, when my but wife you paid it, so there's no disclosure, debt. My, well, yeah, but full disclosure, my wife has two credit cards actually, and she uses them <laughs> okay. for that very reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, she she we actually have a substantial amount of debt on the card now because we've paid money for a cruise. I have the money in the bank to pay it off, so it will get paid off. But it's debt. It's going on. My credit report is debt every month. It's getting assessed as debt. I won't pay any interest, uh, no excess charges, but it is debt. And I just, I, I just don't like that personally. I, I do that because it keeps peace in the house, and, and I know her rationale is the same. So the other reason is, though, I'm lazy, and if I just do my debit card, it comes out of my account, and I don't have to reconcile a credit card bill. Reconciling the credit card bill adds, I don't know, a certain amount of time to my life, and I just don't want to spend that time. So those are the two main reasons. Okay. No. Um, no I mean, it makes sense. Kind of I, I do it differently thing. than that. I mean, I just look at my app on the credit card end of things, uh, you know, each, each day, and it's really easy to reconcile. Is there anything there that shouldn't be? And it's really, to me, not a big issue. But And I'm looking at my, 
you know, checking account the same way. So, yeah, you know, I guess it kind of half one is the other, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh it is a personal preference. I just want to know that Visa itself gives you the protections. Banks may not, but if they don't, then you can also always go to Visa and okay. dispute it to them. So okay. good to okay. know. Good to know. Appreciate that. Jeff, thank you very thank much. You. No, have a great one. I appreciate that very much. Good info. Jim and Byers, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm totally with you on the debit credit card thing. Okay. Hey, I, again, about- debit card's never been a great deal for me. No. Well, no, I've, I've known people who've had problems with them, too. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Hey, listen, anyways, the reason why I was calling you, John, so I have a Hyundai Sonata. Okay. And my, and my son-in-law... My son-in-law put a new rack and pinion uh, in, in in the car. Okay. And after he did that, uh, after he did that, uh, and I mean, it's just a real basic, simple rack and pinion that he put in there. No wires or nothing. What year? It's a uh, 2012. Okay. 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 After he put that in there, for some really weird reason, all my all my stuff on my steering wheel don't work doesn't work no more the horn doesn't work cruise control doesn't work the thing <laughs> doesn't work none of that stuff works and i'm i've been looking it up and it's like everything says well fuses got blown how in the world is the fuses clock spring oh uh-huh, i did read something on the clock spring i'm gonna bet money did he lock the steering column i don't know if he didn't lock the steering column when he did it if that thing spun too tight and it yeah. Yeah. Pulled the clock spring apart, then you got a clock spring issue. I'm going right. to almost bet money on it. Oh, uh, you know what? When I was reading up on it, I read something up and saying the same thing. Okay, okay. Is that how how hard is that to fix? Got to pull the wheel. Got to got to pull and the, the wheel. Bag is in there and yeah. it gets a little bit extensive. I mean, not that it can't be done, but just. You really need to pay attention to all that. Make sure the airbag is disarmed. Otherwise, you could have a real big problem. Yeah. Uh, this, I, I mean, my, my son-in-law, he, I mean, he went to school for, for mechanics and everything, but he doesn't do it on a full-time basis or nothing. But I'm kind of wondering, should I maybe should I maybe take it to a shop and, and somebody that does this on a regular basis? Might not be a bad idea to at least diagnose what it is in some cases as well. And, this would, and again, I don't know that vehicle... Uh, as well as others. In some cases, there's also a a steering position reset that has to be done to get all of that to work correctly as well. And it could be clock spring, as Jeff said, or as simple as just resetting the the steering uh, angle sensor. Yeah, the angle sensors have to be reset, Jim, and that could be something as simple as that. And that's something you can't do yourself anyways. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and it I could be either. It, 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 may, it could be clock spring, or it could just be those. Well, I, if you had a really, really good scanner, you could probably see what what what's all affected. Correct. Oh, okay. Well, I know I know the steering wheel assist is is, is about to go out on it too. So, uh, well, so. it might be time just to do all of that and do that reset procedure at the yep. same time. Okay. All right. Just get it all uh, done. That's... You're going to do it anyways. Might as well do it now. Okay, I, I appreciate the information. Thank You're very welcome, Jim, as always. Appreciate you, okay. and thanks for listening and uh, being faithful. I appreciate that very much. Walt Northland, you are next. Go ahead, Walt. Hey, how's it going, John? Good, sir. Hey, thank you. Hey, I want to thank you for recommending the BG44K. I put that in my car, and I noticed a huge difference compared to the off-brand that I normally use. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
And then um, it's good for everybody listening. It's good product. I, I mean, I've been using that. Now, this is not an exaggeration. I remember, you know, growing up and from my earliest memory, remembering my dad, you know, coming home with a you know BG screwdriver in his pocket yeah. or a BG jacket or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's how long I've been around those products, Walt. That's awesome. Hey, I had a question for you. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I went on vacation and I filled my my vehicle up. I went down to Colorado Springs. And I use, and you know, non-ethanol, non-ethanol gas is really hard to find. It is. Well, I filled my, I filled my gas tank up, and I didn't do the math, but I felt, kind of noticed that I got a better gas gas mileage on my vehicle <laughs> yes. than I did yes. yeah. doing using mid-grade. You will. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the reason for that, for everybody listening, a gr- great comment, by the way, Walt, the ethanol fuels, because ethanol does not have the same characteristics as gasoline it takes more of it to get the same type of power that you would normally get out of regular fuel so for example e85 which is 85 percent ethanol 15 percent gas the only reason they put the 15 percent gas in there is because otherwise you could drink it because it's just grain alcohol so they put the 15 percent in to keep people from drinking it that's the only reason otherwise it would be straight alcohol but your economy on E85 will go down roughly 30% if not more more, over what it is over regular gasoline. So just think if you've got 10 or 15% added into regular gasoline, yes, your mileage will not be as good. Yeah, you're burning a lot quicker when it's uh, the 85%. That's right. And I just, it's just... And and here's why. For everybody everybody that's listening, just just a real quick, Walt, so you and everybody else understands, and I don't want to get into all of the, you know, chemistry of this, but in general, this is the easiest way to explain it. Ethanol is a quote-unquote cooler fuel than what gasoline is, therefore needing more of it to get the same results you would out of gasoline. Now, given the fact that it's a cooler fuel, will have a little bit longer burn, actually gives you a little more power and a cleaner mixture when it's all said and done. It's why in the racing world, alcohol-fueled vehicles take a lot more of it to get the same results as gasoline, but typically make more power than a gasoline engine does. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, that's how. So everybody listening, that's how this works. And something, by the way, Walt, our White House doesn't understand. Oh, I know that they're a bunch of idiots because they're wanting to go E fifteen across the board or even higher. And at the end of the day, we're not saving anything when it's all said and done. I know it's sad, but I I appreciate you know all the info you guys give, and I've learned so much from listening to your guys' show. Well, we appreciate it, Walt. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Have a great day, You're very welcome. Thanks for listening. I mean that sincerely. Thank you. John, James, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. We have a line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. 
Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. James in Denver, you are next. Go ahead, James. Uh, yeah, I just had to make an emergency pullover a week ago, and I had to get a, it was just a little bit north of uh, I-70 and, and I-25, and that shoulder was so filthy. I was really thinking my tires are going to get yep. nails in them. And, yep. that. and you're probably not wrong, James. On the daytime show. And it, it's just, it, this is engineering of the brown cloud. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, you know what? I should bring that up during the week because you are correct. We, you know, we, we as typical with politicians, they go after all of the wrong "quote unquote" fixes rather than actually fixing the problem. They want to throw money at things that have nothing to do with it. Our money. Yeah, it's our money. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, yeah, that's true, Jeff. Yeah, no. It... All these signs all over the road about clean air, Colorado. 
I mean, there you go. Clean up the sides of the roads, and that's going to stop half the ground cloud. Yeah, when I see a semi, for example, they'll do the same thing. They'll have an emergency pullover or whatever, and you watch them go over to the shoulder, and it's like, holy cow, there's a bunch of stuff there. And, and the problem is, you know, we're not sweeping them near enough. I don't know what the schedule is. My guess from driving in the metro area six days a week, James, I'm guessing it's on a quarterly basis at best. Yep. As a city of uh, Denver resident, they have a monthly sweeping plan. Okay. And I, I, probably the reason why they do that is because they, they hand out the free sweeping tickets and they get their... Yeah, they get, they get, yeah they're, they're getting enough off of that to pay the sweeping. <laughs> yes. But they, but they, clean, they keep the, the, the shoulders clean of the roads in, in the neighborhoods, and, and it's a good service, and it's what we pay our government to do. Well, and this just shows you the hypocrisy, by the way, that's out there, because the other, as somebody that does that... In my business, I will tell you that study after study after study talks about how if you keep the streets clean, parking lots clean and so on, there's less crap that runs down in the storm drains, gets in our river streams and so on. So if these guys were really about saving the environment like they say they are, they'd be sweeping those things all the time, James. They're not. It's all hypocrisy. I was really lucky not to get a flat tire pulling it over. You are, actually. You are. Very much so. Yes. Well, thanks, John. You're I very welcome, James. No, you'll br- and I will bring that up during the week. You just brought up a great point. Real quick, I want to make sure that I I uh, get this added after that because him pulling over, emergency situation, all that, two people were killed this last weekend down in Colorado Springs for the very thing we talk about on this program on my daily show almost on a weekly, if not monthly, basis, and that is if – you have to pull over to the side of the road. And I know there are situations where if something happens, you just, you know, it's not even a flat tire. Something happens on the vehicle, you, you, you know, transmission goes bad. Something happens, you're on the side of the road. I get it. Stuff happens, okay? Debris flies up. I've been in similar situations where you run over something on at you, you can't avoid it. It's in the middle of the road. I had a situation one time going up the canyon up to uh, Winter Park going up Berthed Pass where there was a big, huge boulder. In the middle of the road, in my lane, cars around me. I could not swerve, could not avoid it. And, yes, I had a $100,000 Lexus that I ran over a boulder about the size of a big, huge soup bowl. And it took out the hole underneath of that car. And there wasn't a thing you could do about it. It was either that or I ran into one of the other vehicles that was either coming at me or that was next to me. It is what it is. You couldn't stop fast enough. Sometimes things like that just happen. And most likely that boulder had just rolled down there and caused that. So did I leave a stream of transmission fluid and such behind me? Absolutely had to pull over the side of the road. So I know there are those situations that come up. Okay, I get that. Those types of things happen. What I will also tell you, though, especially in this case, and in Colorado Springs, this was the issue. Two people were killed. They were along I-25. And here's what I'm going to tell everybody, and I've said this over and over and over again. If you're in that situation, especially at night when it's dark, this is around 10.30 p.m. If it's that time of night, it's dark, get off of the road. I mean, physically get off of the road. I don't care if you got to climb a barbed wire fence. You get off the road and away from the vehicle because yep. standing near it, what drunk drivers do... I don't know what happened in this case. I don't know if all that's even been revealed yet. But drunk drivers will go towards the light. Yep. And if you are parked on the side of the road with your hazards on, they are driving towards you. It is the most dangerous place you could ever be. And it's sad that two people had to lose their lives over something that is common sense. Get off of the road. Period. Period. And if you got a flat tire, drive to the next exit. I don't care if the wheel gets ruined. 
Yeah. It is, two people's lives are lost. What's more important, a wheel or two lives? The car's not even important at that point. Nope. Two lives are. Get off of the road. I cannot stress that enough. It breaks my heart to see things like that happen. It doesn't need to. And if you see an emergency vehicle... Slow down. Get in the next lane over. That's right. Move over. That's the law. Yep. John and Cheyenne, sir. Go ahead. Hey, sorry to call back. No, you're fine. No problem. On Jeff from Montana and what you were saying. You you're, you know who Frank Ag- Abagnale is, Oh, right? yes. Uh, he did a whole video on why it's so unsafe to use a debit card anywhere. And figure a guy who scammed, what, millions out of banks and everything uh, else? A lot. He, he was the biggest thief when it came to check fraud back in that day, yes. Catch right. Me If You Can movie is, by the way, if you want to watch that, you can see his real-life story. Yeah, he's that's a great movie, too. Just That's a, that's a Friday afternoon quote, but... He said, and I quote, he never and will not allow anyone in his family to even have a debit card because it just asks for trouble. He said he pays everything on a credit card, and then at the end of the month pays his balance, and he never has a problem. The other thing is with the credit card, uh, Kurt, and he told you this, on I think, on one of his Monday visits, if you leave a little balance, one $200 on your credit card, Every month, and then pay the whole. Ba- you know what I mean? Yes. Just leave a small balance. Yes. It boosts your credit score. Yeah, because they know you can manage money. Right, and you're paying your bills That's on right. time every month. That's right. So, that you know, I just wanted to call back with that. And the third thing for Jeff, I couldn't find in the Book of Revelations where it says, "No wind in Cheyenne is one of the signs <laughs> of the apocalypse." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, we need to laugh on Saturday. Oh, Todd. it's got to be climate change, I'm telling you. There you go. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Jeff? When we were younger, we used to call climate change weather. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> it is. And it's and it's coming because uh, I was just, I'm looking out at the uh, mountains west of Laramie, and they're all snow-covered, and they weren't three weeks ago. So. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It, 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 it's getting close. That's right. Hey, guys, have a great week. Thanks, weekend. John. Appreciate it. And I was corrected, and, and I'm glad somebody corrected me. That accident was in Castle Rock, not Colorado Springs. I guess I was thinking they were coming up from Colorado Springs, and that's where they had got to. So it was just outside of Castle Rock. And, and again, tragedy shouldn't happen, doesn't need to happen. And I cannot stress this enough. Share that with your friends, your family, the people you know, you work with, and so on. If you're ever on the side of the road, especially on an interstate, get off of it. Yes. And if you are on a... A interstate where there's two lanes coming and there's a, you know, there's a Jersey barrier or something along those lines and you end up on that inside, do not get out of the car. Yeah. Just stay there until somebody can come and help you. Do not get out of the car, period, if you're yeah. on that inside lane. If that's where you end up having to be, just stay in your car. Do not get out of it. But if you're on the other side and you're on the shoulder and you can get you away from everything, you, that's exactly what you need to do. You get as clear away from everything as you possibly can. I don't care if you get out of the car and walk, you know, 100 yards, whatever you do to get yeah. away. I mean, we have had officers killed because of oh. the same situation. So be really, really careful on that, guys. Um, let's see. I think I can squeeze this in before our next break. Randy in uh, Kansas. What's going on, Randy? Hey, I don't want to squeeze you if you want to take your no, break. No, no, you're fine. Go right ahead. We're good. Uh, I just had my guy confirm it wasn't a fuel pump in my car, and it was a distributor. Okay. Uh, I was in Castle Rock yesterday. I had to see my doctor for the yearly visit, so it was 300 there, 300 back. So I take the back way with 80, 86 to... Uh, I can't catch your breath. 
through uh, uh, Kiowa, Elizabeth, Franklin, Castle Rock. But anyway, pretty much 300 miles there, 300 miles back. Not a problem whatsoever. Okay. The only, only thing I needed was gas for there and on the way back. All right, so this morning I drive the car. I don't even, I make it a, a half of a quarter mile and the car stalled. That was my issue to begin with. But he confirmed it wasn't the fuel pump, it was the distributor, which seems around to nothing or rushes, whatever you call it. But anyway, so I coasted over and then uh, it it took maybe, instead of 14 tries, it took like maybe three or four tries it started. And then I didn't even make it another quarter mile to the O'Reilly's where they got a free check check engine because my check engine mm-hmm. I came out, which I've seen in five years, didn't even know if it worked. But anyway, so usually car has to be running, that has to be running, and they both were, and he checked it, and he had had no code. Now, I hate the word fluke. I just, I don't like the word. I don't like the, I don't like it. But anyway, I'm thinking fluke because he pulled it up, and the light was still on, nothing showed. I called my mechanic. He was closed today, but he left his keys in his door since he was probably in a hurry last night. So I threw him under his doormat and everything, called him up and told him that, you know, I know there's not a lot of crime here, but crime is everywhere. So I said, you know, you got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment. So I thought I'd put him under the mat for you, and he was he was thankful. Uh, but anyway, uh, so no code showed up. So when I did get a hold of him on his cell phone, I told him, you know, the light was on. He checked it, pulled no code. Well, he told me, you know, he'd have to look at it Monday when he opened. But he also first thing he said was, that, you know, that they don't have a good enough scanner. They don't have a good enough equipment. Okay. Maybe there was eighty nine bucks. Maybe theirs was, you know, under fifty bucks. maybe three hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. He does it for a living. So he feeds himself and clothes himself. Uh, so I can take that as a, a yes and no. But the thing is, I mean, I like yesterday, like I said, I drove three hundred miles. All I needed was gas. I, I, I turned off for an hour, drove back during the mouth, not a problem. Yet this morning, I drive it half a quarter mile and it stalls, or another half a quarter mile and it stalled, and no reading on a check engine. How, how, how is it possible that you can get no reading on a check engine? Or does he not have a good enough scanner that doesn't pick up things? No, that, 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 well, when, when you went into the store, did you turn your car off? No, I left it running because he was going to start it so that to check. And, and remind me what year, Randy. I don't, I'm sorry. It's a 99 Jeep Cherokee Sport 4.0 liter. Yeah, they, they don't have near the the capabilities in that computer that some of the modern ones yeah. do, so that's not a surprise to me, by the way. Okay, so he does have a better scanner, no doubt. He uses it for a living. Because I'm, I was thinking, all right, maybe it was a fluke, you know, because oh. having to go, but yeah, I want to put it on the highway. There's probably scanners out there that aren't even reading everything that's inside that computer that you have because yeah. of what it is. It's, is there anything, what he did was, first I needed that, uh, what do you call it, the harmonic balancer, uh-huh. crank pulley, uh-huh. and it ruined my belt because it was wobbling, which I go through a radiator, he changed that. Then a week later, you know, I was getting a hard start, so he thought 90% the fuel pump, so did I, but he didn't check it. So this time he checked it, said the fuel pump checked out good, and it was a distributor, and he put that in, and that's probably why the second time around it turned with a flick of the key, as it usually does. Uh, so with a new distributor and a new harmonic balancer, and then at the same time, odd coincidence, but probably timing, because it's been four, five, six years maybe, my uh, oil pressure sending unit went bad, uh, down to like 12 pounds. So I took my chance to drove down the road 30 miles and had my other mechanic that like a lot better do it for me. And as soon as he put it in, I mean, it popped right back up. So everything's good. And my trip yesterday of 600 miles was good. Is there anything that would come to mind that I would get a check engine and stall out this morning? I mean... 
the gas is good, my, my plugs are good, wires are good, cap is good, rotor is good, new distributor, a new oil pressure sensor, and a new harmonic balancer. Not that being Nick. Who knows? Is it a is, is it a fluke, or we got to wait and see what his machine actually I'd does? wait and see what yeah. he finds out. Go from there. Okay. Could be a crank sensor okay. or something like that, but Who I knows? mean, right now we're throwing parts at it without right, finding so out what the, the actual problem is. Yeah, he did do the crank sensor for me, and I know that comes with uh, whatever little components. I know there's a seal and a sensor or something. Yeah. Uh, so that should all be good. And, but after driving 600 miles yesterday, I mean, should I limit myself to my driving now, or you think I'll be all right? Was that a fluke? or should I? Hard telling. Yeah, I'd wait and see what he, I'm like Jeff. I'd wait and see what he says Monday. Go from you there. Know, I, it yeah. depends on what you find. Part. It could be a loose wire. It could be anything. Could he have put that distributor in, you know, a, a Eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch off. No. I mean, it like a kitten, so I don't think no, it's no, not on that one. There's no adjustment. It is what it is. Okay, I thought you had to set it for the timing and all that. Not on that nope. one. It's all done by the computer. It runs like a trap. Yep. I'll just drive it down the highway okay. and hopefully, you know, all right. Yep. Thank you guys. Sounds Have great, a great Randy. Appreciate it. Mickey, hang tight. We'll come right back and take your call. Lines open three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. This is Drive Radio. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. Someone asked me earlier this week if they really needed a diesel fuel additive for their new truck. The super simple answer is a resounding yes. But how should you know which one is right for your car, truck, or even tractor? Well, spend .69 seconds on Google and you will find over 1.3 million different diesel fuel additives. That's a lot. So, how in the world are you supposed to know which one is best? At BG Products, we break down diesel fuel additives to 10 main categories. These categories include fuel system cleaning, which means that the additive contains detergents that are effective in the removal of fuel system deposits while restoring the fuel economy and overall engine performance and will further improve the function of electronic sensors, catalytic converter, and other expensive fuel system hardware. Next, there is a pump lubricity agent provided in order to protect against the abrasive damage due to marginal fuel lubricating quality commonly present in ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel. Then there are fuel stabilizers to reduce fuel destabilization or breakdown and prolong fuel filter life, especially problematic in modern biofuel. Additionally, there are corrosion inhibitors, which reduce corrosion of the fuel system components and storage tanks by performing a protective film over the metal surface. Next, you need to look for a flow improver or a pore depressant, which will optimize fuel cold temperature performance and eliminate the need for expensive blends of number one and number two diesel fuel. Also, look for a cetane improver, which will improve the ease of cold starting and the overall fuel ignition quality. Some additives will include a de-icer, which will prevent entrained water from freezing. More advanced additives will include a high-pressure detergent to aid in preventing black fuel filter plugging and fuel injector deposits in high-pressure common rail systems. Lastly, some contain an emission system cleanup to help dissolve and remove hydrocarbon deposits, especially soot found in the DPF. 
Knowing all of this is difficult, even more problematic is very few diesel fuel products contain all of these elements. It is important to understand the diesel fuel additive that you select for your vehicle and ensure that it is the right product for the job. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. Mickey, what's up, sir? I just wanted to bump the debit credit conversation. All right, let's hear it. Well, as the as one guy said, it helps keep your credit rating up. It does. You're now, correct. The corollary is if you don't use credit cards, like the first guy that said that he was debt averse, I started using cash. I got rid of the cards that I didn't use anymore. Yeah. And hit a milestone where when I retired and just started using cash for everything. Yep, and that's, well, a do- that's my, doable my, as well. Not a bad idea either, Mickey. Oh, my car insurance went up instead of down. Because your credit I, went down. Because your credit probably went down. 
That's right. Yeah. And that also affects everything else you buy. Like if you want to finance a house, yeah. that'll mail you. You're right. You're yeah. correct. So, so give them, give the bank their little bit of blood. Otherwise, they'll take it out in a pound of flesh. Um, I'm afraid you are correct, I, and I wish it weren't that way, honestly, Mickey. Because I get the, you know, I get the other side, and I understand where it comes from, and so on. And I'm, I'm fully, fully aware of that, and, and I understand it. Unfortunately, we live in a system that's not very conducive to that. True, true. That's why I I try to remember to use the credit card every once in a while, just to there you go put something on there. There you go. With, Good which for you. I hope the guy, the guy with the. Uh, book the cruise that's bringing his credit back up so in the long run it'll benefit it'll be all right yeah good one mickey good one i appreciate that no good good addition i I appreciate that very much uh ron in centennial go ahead ron it's rob or rob we've we've talked before john how are you doing sir how well you're doing on the radio you are mr radio and mr common sense these days well thank you i appreciate that been a long time since we heard from you so thanks for calling too long I've still got that 70 dart that belonged to my grandmother. I'm the third member of the family donor. Slant 6, 225, 727 torque flight. Nice. Still a mountain goat she ever was. Nice. She sat for six years. I got sick and couldn't take care of her, and so mm. she just sat there. Fortunately, I'd put stable in her tank and a Marvel Mystery Oil as well. And I, finally, I got a transfer pump. I got that a long time ago so that if we ever had a power outage, I could run the generator nice. off car, gas sucked out of the car. Good for you. That's a really good thing to have around. Yes, it is. That's a great idea, by the way. Thank you. Anyway, so I finally I got treated for my illness, and I got to felt, start, started feeling pretty functional again. So I pumped all the gas out of her. I only got two gallons out of it. It sat for all that time. But ga- I pulled a sample of the gas. It didn't smell varnishy. It didn't look cloudy, and no sediment came out of it. I put a little in a glass jar and left, watched it for a day, mm-hmm. and nothing came out of it. Okay. So I drained her out. I uh, pulled all the six plugs, put the squirts of marble mystery oil into each cylinder, the plugs were oily, but not too gunky, and I'm learning on the A-Body Forum that on that engine, you do not put the spark plug gaskets on them. You don't take those off and push them all the way down. It's like a Hemi. I hadn't known that, but it would explain why all the plugs were, plugs were kind of black and oily, but okay. not bad. Okay. So I did all that. Put, then I uh, pulled the air filter and put a uh, squirt of uh, Marvel Mystery Oil in the, down the uh, intake manifold underneath the carburetor. Let it sit for a day while I, every, all that was working. Got another five gallons of gas, pumped that into her good, free, clean, modern gas with stable and my, my MMO in it. And by God, she started on the second pole. Nice. Good Pulled job. Pulled herself out. I inflated her tires, which had, she's been under a car cover all this time. Cleaned the gunk off of her, and she's been running like a kitten. I'll tell you, it's, it's really... It's, good job. It's a vindication of the A-body. That's just, fabulous. They, they always were bulletproof. That's awesome. I got all that off those. There's a couple of good A-body forums. There's a Slant 6 forum and an A-body forum, and they both had a lot of good information. But, you know, you have to evaluate what you're reading. Yes. Compare them against yes. each other. Don't just go with the one idiot. Yes. Go with a bunch of people and see if they're all saying, do this, and I did that. Great idea. That's great advice, by the way, because you're right. There's a lot of knuckleheads on forums out there. Uh, you can compare and contrast and yep. double-check and things like that. You can also just bang it against the manual. This guy says this. What is the manual? That's say? right. And by the way, you can get those old Chrysler service manuals online for nothing. Some wonderful yeah, that's right. No, you're correct. You just yes. pull the whole thing. Yes. I got the service yep. manual just off a whole website. This is the service manual for the 70. Marvelous. That's awesome. So I, the, where the dart was, the I'm going to put my mother's charger, a 2008 charger. She's in a nursing home now, okay. and I used to keep that to take her to the doctor. Okay. It's got the 5.7 Hemi. It's an absolutely beautiful machine, and it, but it's too expensive to run right now. 
so I'm mothballing it. So I'm I kind of obviously I had my successes with the dart. So I put the filled the tank full of gas. Perfect. Stable 360. Perfect. I used the BG product, but I had the stable. That's the fine. Stable, it, it, yeah. That's fine. It, it'll work. There's, I mean, it, I, I prefer the BG, the but the, the, the stable's fine. I, no, I'm with you on BG though. In fact, I've been using their coolant restorer. I think that's a pretty good product mm-hmm. too. I've got to put that in the dart because that's holding coolant. But everything looked good. The oil looked good. The uh, the cooling cooling looked good. Even the power steering fluid and the brake fluid all looked good. And you've okay. been sitting there all that time. You, you, you mentioned putting battery tenders on them. And Napa sells a $20 model and a lot more expensive one. That charger's got a big AGM battery in the trunk. It's got a charging lug. I've actually got a battery minder charger on it right now in maintenance mode just to keep it from running on. That, it will suck its battery dry fast. It will. Yeah, and that one you need to put a tender on. Yep. It doesn't matter. And uh, The $20 one will work fine. You can put that on there and it'll be fine. Will that work on an AGM? Because I yes. couldn't find yep. anything about it on yes. an site, and I was shaking the thing sideways trying to find out. Okay, that's my main question. But the, and if, you, if I can ask again, what do you think about that BG cooling additive? I did put it in the... Uh, my yeah, it's a great product. Yeah, yeah, we use it. No, it's a great product. It seems kind of environmental, too. You don't want to keep pumping all that cooling into the system all That's the right. time. And if you, if you can just keep running it. And I know about ad packs and everything else there. So anyway, so it's good to be back. It's That dart is just, I'll tell you. It's she, great to hear it's from you. A, it's such a joy to drive her. She handles so That's well awesome. that power steering and torsion, torsion bar suspension. And people are giving me a double thumbs up as I'm driving on the road. That's awesome. There you go. Of course, you, you drive, you, it's a little old lady's car, so you're driving in like a little old lady. Please, nobody hit it. Please, <laughs> nobody hit it. Good for you. Rob, I'm glad you're feeling better. It's good yeah. to hear from you, sir. Good to talk to you guys again. Please be really well is. super successful. Will do Bye-bye. it. Rob, thank you. I really appreciate it very much. Longtime listener. Mike and Broomfield, hang tight. We'll come right back and take your call. One segment left of this hour, plus another full hour coming your way. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. 
Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mike, you are next. What's going on, Mike? Hey, John Company. Nice to hear from you, Mike. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, uh, not a heavy mechanical question, but I just had uh, on my uh, 08 Nissan Altima the uh, remote uh, pull lever release for the the trunk go, and uh, I, I haven't even bought around there and see if there's uh you know uh, where i got a, a breakage you know or something have you guys ever dealt with something like that where does it usually fail to where you know and is it something a person can normally one of two ends and- yeah i mean normally you can look at either end and that's normally where the cable has has broken good luck fixing it you'll have to put a cable in it yep oh really yeah okay. normally i i couldn't so there's probably a chance that I could it would maybe would more likely to separate at the the trunk end and I mean it's possible a little ball at the end has come out. The problem is the way they make that little ball is you know good luck getting one put back on and even some of the you know kind of screw clamps they make for cables and such. Good luck on making all that work. Well, a lot it oh, might wow. have just broke the plastic. Could be too. Pull deal if that cable's getting is that getting on uh, the handle itself. Or, yeah, could be. Dragon, and for a fourteen-year-old car, it's probably something you couldn't uh, find on the shelf. Probably can still buy that. I would think so. Okay, I would almost bet somebody aftermarket makes it. Mm -hmm. Dorman, somebody like that probably makes one. Yep. Um, Yeah, you guys remember? I I was gonna. I like said just happened yesterday. I was gonna pull my my owner's manual, and uh, I hope, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't have a. A hood release once you drop the sixty forty uh, rear seat backs, some kind of release. Otherwise, you know you're kind of it's stupid. It's engineering idiocy if you can't access that trunk without that damn remote. Uh, you know, yeah, I agree. No, they, it, and I, I've never understood that. Now, some of those have like a hidden keyhole in places where you can pull the key out of the fob and still open it, but I, I'm I don't know on that car. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. It just seems path backwards to me that you can't have an easier. Uh, Agree. You know, I mean, that's a mechanic. It's a mechanical function, and uh, at least you know that's what kind of stinks on my uh, remote remote uh, fob. It doesn't have a uh, a button that you could pop the trunk, the trunk off the fob. You know, and I, I just I don't know. I 
I dealt with engineers for 35 years, and where book learning is their forte. They don't. They don't think about world, what happens in the field, Mike. Not typically. I, I, I'm being oh, yeah. honest. Engineers just don't think about what's well, in the field. Well, a lot of it's the manufacturer cost. Well, that too. I mean, sometimes it's not necessarily the engineer, yeah. or it is the engineer, but they're dictated by the manufacturer that here's your, you know, here's your budget. Find a solution. You know, that sort of a thing as well. So it's not. I mean, I hate to blame engineers. I mean, they are the ones that typically are the, are, are the designers of, but they are also dictated to Jeff's point as to what they can or can't do. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I also will say this. There's times they just flat screw up. Yeah, well, it, they're human. Sorry. They just they, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't I think mean, about they, the field, Mike. No. Exactly. Hey, I mean, exhibit number one, flashback to Pintos in Vegas. It, well, yeah. they yeah. were yeah, they were real. gravy compared to some of this new stuff, well, and, it, and it's not it's not just <laughs> yeah. the automotive world. I, I've been watching some guys in the farm world, the ag world, talk oh. about some of the things that even you know Case, John Deere, and others do when it comes to you know repairing things in the field. And these are guys that you know these machines are going to get fixed out in the field, and these engineers don't think about those farmers either. So it's not it's not oh, just yeah. the automotive yeah. world, Mike. It's everywhere. No, that's. Oh, oh yeah, I, you. That's a good. That's a good example, John. Uh, I heard about uh, a software uh, glitch that they have, or, or it, it's almost a uh, um, you know, planned obsolescence thing. What I think was John Deere that yes. uh, if the farmer doesn't, uh, they force him with the software. If the software that's right. starts getting a glitch, and that's it, right. It forces them to go to the dealer rather than you're uh, correct. They can you know self. Uh, you are correct. The, the, the problem is the ag industry didn't think about that the way the auto industry did. We protected ourselves in the aftermarket to make sure we had all of the information, but tools, and so on. The ag guys didn't do that. That was a fight. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was a fight on our end. But I tell you what, the, the farming lobby is bigger than the automotive lobby. They could have handled that. They got caught with their pants down, Mike. Yes, that's did. their fault. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can understand. I, I Hey, I've raised, I've raised a little tiny puny garden, and that's enough work and enough thinking and enough fighting Mother yep. Nature. Then you throw in technology on top of it. These modern farmers, especially this small guy. It's hard to do it. You, you really they're, can't they're anymore. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. If you're hanging on as a small egg. Yep, i got to hand it to you. You're correct. Have you, then yep. You're way, way tougher than I'll ever be. Yeah, there. I agree with that's that, Mike. Cool. Sure. Wholeheartedly. But anyway, I... Okay, uh, yeah, I'll have to look at that. What a what a hassle! I, I, I'm hoping they have a release. I still I don't want to have to drop the, if I get a flat tire. I don't want to have to dead a winter pull it, even pulling that damn release inside well, to pop the trunk. Well, if you can get you know? into the trunk, there's <laughs> got to be a release on it because that's it is. There's a safety release inside. Yep. So yes, there is. It'll and it'll okay. it'll glow in the yeah. dark. By the way. Now, oh really? Yes. Okay. Well, then, yes. Okay, I'll give I'll give. Engineers, that little Benny, yeah. that maybe that, now, that foresight. That's probably the government that told them the if you're going to do this. If somebody gets locked it. in the trunk, you got to oh. be able to get out. So that's them, and not the yeah, engineer. Probably, probably childproof. So yeah, that's know, what it is. You're 100% correct. In case they lock get, themselves in, they can hurt. then get out. If you can't use it, you get hurt feelings, and then your whole life. That's crash, right. You, know, yep. you, you got, got it. It's a modern, modern politics. Anyway, thanks, guys. You're very welcome. You're very welcome, Mike. No, appreciate it very much. All right, we've got... I'll tell you what, we're running up against the end of the hour here. We've only got about a minute left here before we end this hour. Kay and Littleton, I want to give you plenty of time. Dan and Monument, the same. I do have a line open, 
Let's do this. I'm going to take it, get you get you started. So you guys are about neck and neck. Kay, you're first. Let me get you started. If we can't get everything handled in a minute, we'll keep you on over the top of the hour. What's going on, Kay? Kay has a 2015 Subaru Forester. Okay. Got a new battery back in March, April. Um, pulled into the drive, into the garage, happened to be listening to the CD, turned the engine off but left the ignition on. Okay. Phone call. Forgot about the car uh-huh. running. Sure. Um, I've been for several half-hour drives around town, but the ignition seems very labored when I go to turn it over. Um, and I'm just not sure if I've messed up the starter, maybe? No. Or, no. no. Probably just don't have the battery completely charged up. You okay. may. Do you have a battery charger at all, yep. Kay? I do. I would put a battery charger on it for, oh, I don't know, a couple of hours most likely. Depends on what amperage you're at. But if you've got one that's, you know, 30, 40 amps, put it on that setting, let it run for a couple of hours, get it charged back up, and you should be fine. Ah, thank you guys very much. You're very welcome, Kay. Have a great weekend. You do the same. Mm -hmm. That was an easy one. So, Dan, we'll start with you. I've got one minute, and I'll get as much done as I can in a minute, and we'll hold you over if we need to. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I'm... uh Looking for a new vehicle, GMC, Yukon Denali. I'm pretty savvy about buying cars. I come from a family-owned dealerships back east. But I'll tell you what, it is a nightmare out there. (laughs) It is. I cannot believe. I'll give you an example. Uh, What it amounts to is you find a vehicle. Let's say you find a vehicle. It's in San Antonio, Texas. Mm -hmm. So you call them up. And the price is 8000 over right. MSRP. Correct. And you go, okay. And then they go, where do you live? <laughs> well, I live in Colorado. Well, the uh, vehicle's not available. Correct. They're going to sell it to you. Yep. And then you go local and you go, okay, I want to order order the vehicle. And they go, well, it's probably going to be four to six months. And you need to know that if you have five to seven options or however many options you pick, the vehicle may show up minus five of the options. That's right. And then you get a choice of take, you know, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And that's the frustrating thing. You and know, what and that, by think, the way, great, great conversation. I want to keep going on this, so hang tight, because this is affecting a lot of other people besides just you, Dan. So I'm going to hold you over. Hang tight. We'll come and finish this conversation here at the top of the hour. So those of you listening, the noon hour, those of you listening, please hang on. We'll talk more about the new vehicle purchase end of things. Might have a few tips for Dan on this as well, or a few connections I might be able to share. So hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.